Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome to Balloon Party 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. Standing across from me, Action Jackson. He's excited because today, Sports Center update back to back success day. Let's do it. Let's go back to back. Let's go into the weekend strong. Yeah, and carry that momentum into Monday and see if you can go three in a row. Uh, coming up on today's show, Jeremy Rutherford is going to be with us, and we welcome you for any questions you would like to hear. Jeremy answer six five seven eight zero the Air Comfort Service text line, and he will join us ten fifteen. Action Jackson, uh, Randy, and Michelle. We were talking to them just moments ago, and they had Adam Wainwright on uh, Character and Smallman this morning. And we were on doing TMA at the same time. Right. And so I didn't get a chance to hear it, but we were talking with uh, Mike Ryder, executive producer of 101 ESPN, as we come in here. And I said, how was Wainwright? He's he's Mount Rushmore of, uh, of interviews in St. Louis. Certainly, presently, you can make a case for ever. Yeah. And so uh, I'm actually I'll be listening for the for the first time as uh, those of you who didn't get a chance to hear him live at 7:30 this morning on Character and Smallman, uh, you'll get a chance to hear that as well. And the thing that I kind of want to go into a deep dive on is uh, the situation with the Cardinals and the blackouts because there's another development on uh, on that. And so uh, that is something that I would uh, I would say uh, we will get into. We welcome you to always get involved on the program by texting in six five seven eight zero the Air Comfort Service text line. Plus, we have for the third day in a row, and Chris Kerber was already texting me this morning, ready to go for. What, what, what are you thinking about calling it? I like, so what would your grandma think? Now you're going to have to, do you have the audio of what that would be? I need to get the audio so we can better explain it, but I think because once I'm we do. I'm telling you, if there's one track record of Balloon Party and its short existence is the names of both the show and the segments are starting to come under fire. Right. And by starting, I mean from the beginning. So at this moment, there are plenty of people who are just listening to Randy and Michelle and have been listening to them forever and have no idea of the deviant activity that you and I participate in from 7 to 10 on the HD2 station down the hallway. And they go, what's so what your grandma think? Yeah, it's it's a tough one to there's no other way to explain explain it besides having the audio, which we'll have Monday. Uh, oh, is that right? Oh, wow. 100%. Deep, deep tease. Yeah. Deep tease. When Jackson says 100%, you can count on it. Uh, so there it is. Uh, people texting in here. Adam will be in the booth with Danny Mac within three years after he's done. If he wants to be right. 100%, the question will be, does he want to do it? Now, what has gone on at what was Fox Sports Midwest, now Bally Sports, initially I was kind of like, I didn't. I don't know if this was the plan or if it's just the way that it's worked out with Dan having 
I guess, four or five different color commentators over mm-hmm. the course of a season. Rotating, yeah. I don't know if that was necessarily the plan or just the way that things worked out, but that allows somebody like Adam Wainwright, who would be saying, listen, I have, I think he has four or five children. Yeah. Uh, and he's freshly retired after making hundreds of millions of dollars. Clearly, they doesn't need the work. Going, I'm not committing to six months and, you know, especially traveling around the National League Central. All due respect to the markets in the National League Central. The, the, I'm just not, that, that's not going to happen. So I'll, I'll hang out in Georgia and I'll get down to a plus three handicap and, you know, maybe keep my eye on the Champions Tour or something like that. But if you can say to Adam Wainwright, hey, you know, when the Cardinals take on the Braves and you just, you know, head on up, you can call that series. And uh, then they'll take on the Marlins and take the team charter down there and you can do six games. So maybe he does 20 games. He was incredible. They had him on the ALCS, right, yeah. this past year? Oh, yeah, he was fantastic. But you just knew it. He's one of those people within the first 10 seconds, when you do this for a living, you can tell right away. It's not even – there's no need to look at the rest of the tape or listen to the rest of the tape. If they, if they have it, they have it. If they don't, they don't. There's no teaching it. It's an it, and you got it or you don't. And he's got it. So Wainwright was on with uh, Randy Carricker and Michelle Smallman every day here on 101 ESPN from 7 to 10. And uh, what do you have, Jackson? I'm anxious to hear this. This is on the winter warm-up being canceled, and Adam gives his thoughts on other things uh, within this club. Oh, other things is so vague and yet titillating well, in, its, in, its, in its vagueness. When the winter warm-up got canceled, I, and we kind of had a feeling, I'm like, how's this going to work if we're, you know, the trainers can't even call us to make sure we're okay, but we're going to have a winter warm-up, we're going to go sign two hours for, for the team? That doesn't make sense. So when, when this started to kind of go down, and then I got word that it was officially canceled. You know, we we're holding out hope that our, our two sides would get an agreement or whatever. But when it got canceled, I called our guy, Keith, Keith Brooks, right away. I'm like, Keith, what can we do? Because these fans, like, they they're, they love this event. And we love seeing the fans. I mean, we can't just leave them, you know, we can't just go cold turkey. No autographs. This is winter warm-up time. Come on. What, what can we do? I'd, I'd love to come up there and see some people. And, and so we called around and. And I got a bunch of people in the in the country music world that are friends of mine. And I said, all right, if we can get a venue, I can get a person. I, I just feel like I can. So if we can get a venue that that makes sense for us, let's do it. Let's let's have a let's have a little show. I'll come up there and sign autographs for the exact same amount of time I would have anyways. I want to see the folks. And it just happened that inside the city of St. Louis, there was there's the you got the Fox Theater sold out. You got a lot of different things are in town playing right now. I, I would have loved to have done it right there in the city. But one of our board members, Carol Keating, uh, said, hey, listen, I got this great venue out, the Boondocks, out here in Springfield, Illinois. It's just over an hour away. You can have the, the whole night. We'll give every dollar to Big League Impact. And, I mean, you know, when, you, when you're trying to raise money for charity, the, the events that we could have done would have, would have bitten, like, into half of the proceeds that, that we would have made if we'd have done it in the city. So it just made so much sense. We'll be able to help a lot more people. And, you know, this has got kind of a Cardinal Caravan kind of feel to it. You know, get outside the city just a little bit, not too far, but just a little bit. People that are in the city, can it's close enough where they can drive over if they want to. And and then I get to go see some great folks who are who are wanting to see some baseball action. And I can tell you, any fan out there of the Cardinals, man, we really hope they there gets a deal. We're, we're getting locked out now. We're not striking, right? We're, we're getting locked out. They're, they're, uh, I can tell you, Randy, this is an intense thing, man, like, those guys are not able, are not allowed to reach out to us and talk to us at all. None of the staff, none of the weight trainers, none of the 
medical staff. And, and uh, that just doesn't make sense to me. You know, you're supposed to be protecting your investment. But we want to be playing baseball so bad, and we hope we get it done. But in the meantime, I'd like to come up there and see some folks, shake some hands, and, and uh, take some pictures, and we're going to have a great time, raise a lot of people, uh, money for people in need. He's the greatest. I think I would vote for him. Not just when I'm on the Cardinal, but I think I might vote for him. Uh, all right, so that there's Adam Wainwright with Randy Carrick and Michelle Smallman. That was part one. So he said, hey, listen, Randy, we've been locked out. Right. And what is uh, what is part two that you have here, Jackson? He's just that him and his teammates are ready. All whenever, right, whenever. let's take a listen and see what's doing. You expressed reservations about wanting to play with all of this dysfunction hovering over baseball. Are you still all in? You've signed. Your family said, yeah, go ahead and play. Even if we miss games, are you still all in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I still love to play. I'm still training like I'm, you know, I'm going to be ready. Whether 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 anybody else is going to be ready. I know some of my teammates. I've been talking with Jack and a bunch of other people, and I know those guys are working their tails off. We're going to be ready to play from the first from the first day they tell us. I mean, this is kind of like one of those times in 2020 when they were like, all right, everyone's got COVID. We don't know when we're going to start, but you got to be ready to start in three days. If we give you a call like that's that's how I'm preparing. Right. I'm 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 going to be on the mound this coming week um, working on my craft. I've been long tossing like crazy. I've been working out running. And and uh, so I'll be in shape. I'll be ready to rock. I'm 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 uh, on it the exact same day as I normally would be in preparation wise. So I'm going to be ready to go. And, and uh, I know my teammates will be too. There it is. Adam Wainwright this morning on character and Smallman. You can listen to the entirety of the interview by podcasting, subscribe to all of the podcasts here on 101 ESPN Dobbs tire and auto centers presenting the podcast here on 101 ESPN. We are up balloon party. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So you can subscribe to Balloon Party as well. Jeremy Rutherford, as I said, is going to join us coming up in a matter of moments. I'm happy to hear that Adam Wainwright says that he is ready to go. I don't think he is going to need to be ready to go as far as spring training goes for a while. Now, maybe I'm wrong, and I want to continue to say it. I hope I'm wrong. But my goodness, if you said right now, Jackson, it's minus 500 mm. for spring training to start late, I would bet it. Yeah. I would lay 500 to win 100. I would lay 500 units Ooh, to yeah. win 100 units. That's how confident I am. And about, I, I don't want it to be. I want to see the Cardinals play it. I want to see them in Jupiter. What about opening day? Opening day, I think, is probably... Almost even money. I think it's even money. I agree with you on that. Yeah. I think it's even money. Yeah, I think you get, it's a... I don't know flip. where I am on that. But I was reading... I think it was Ken Rosenthal yesterday... Um, I could be off on that. I feel like I was just reading The Athletic. I was having an athletic, and that'll be perfect since Jeremy's coming up here in a matter of moments. Um, and that the owners are digging in, and they want to put in poker, what they tell you to do is that put your opponent to the test. Make him call for his entire stack. Yeah. And so what the owners are preparing to do is putting the players to the test. How do they put the players to the test? They start to lose paychecks. So when you talk about that, that's putting them to the test. Well, that's now you're talking April. Yeah, that's where you put the people to the test, yeah. and then you find out if you can break them. That's what they're that's what they're thinking. So, from my standpoint, I don't know how in the world spring trading happens. However, I would be thrilled if in two weeks or whatever is a realistic time frame. I know they're getting together and meeting on Monday and counter yeah. the players countering on Monday, per Jeff Passan of ESPN. That would be wonderful. But in my opinion. There is no way we are going to see the beginning of spring training on time. 
I just I, so therefore laying five to one, I'm like fine. It's it's, it's worth it to me because right. from my standpoint, it's I'm operating on a 98 percent certainty. So five to one, that's 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 more than enough. All right, I always invite people to send their questions in, uh, whether it be of us or Jeremy Rutherford or Tim Kirchin, as the case was on uh, on Wednesday. Chris Kerber, who was with us on Tuesday, six five seven eight zero. Your feedback, your thoughts, anything is welcome. Uh, we like having the text and of course mic drop, which we still have. We played one yet. Well, we've only—I think I've only seen us get one, and it was uh, not safe for these airwaves. That's right. It's fine for HD two. The FCC apparently has decided they've carved out HD two rules. It's optimal for right? HD two. I, I didn't know they had done that. I'll have to read the commission's report. <laughs> uh, but you can text in, mic drop, whatever the case might be. Jeremy Rutherford joining us in a matter of moments to talk Blues on the road tonight. First ever game at Seattle. That is coming up next here on Balloon Party One Hundred and One ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Welcome back to Balloon Party 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan, and it is our pleasure to welcome to the show with the Rutherford Report, ladies and gentlemen, from The Athletic and 101 ESPN, Jeremy Rutherford. Good morning, JR. Good morning, Tim. Uh, I like to be safe here, so I don't want to talk to you while I'm driving, so I pulled over in the uh, Arnold Walmart parking lot, so if I stammer at one of your questions, it's because I'm probably witnessing something bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds good. Uh, a lot of magic takes place uh, right there in that lot, I gather. So let me know if you I wouldn't mind a little play-by-play if you do <laughs> if you do happen to witness anything. Uh, Blues and uh, the Kraken tonight as they travel to Seattle uh, for the fun and games. Uh, what is your opinion just in general of how that all came to fruition with Seattle getting a, a team and how well it is being received up there? My understanding from uh, some people I know who live in the Pacific Northwest uh, who are who St. Louis natives, they were looking forward to going and seeing the Blues play there, and they're like, it's impossible to get a ticket unless you just want to spend a ridiculous amount of money. Are they experiencing what uh, the Vegas Golden Knights experienced? Yeah, with the exception of uh, success, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's off the ice sliding, specifically. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, it, it made a lot of sense. You know, the league wanted to get to uh, 32 teams. They were going to bring in two expansion teams. You know, I don't think Seattle was uh, quite ready uh, when Vegas was ready. Obviously, all the, the hoopla hysteria that, that uh, followed uh, Vegas coming to the league, I think people were excited that, that it would be a few years later that Seattle would be coming in. And, Tim, I actually, uh, for the Athletic, went up to Seattle a couple of years ago and just covered a few of the, the meetings as the organization was trying to, to get off the ground. And, you know, it, they're good people. Uh, they know their stuff. You know, the draft was a little bit more difficult for them, I think, than the, uh, the Vegas draft because GMs around the league kind of smartened up. Uh, but, you know, I think one day they'll be successful. But uh, it's a great place to see hockey. I've, I've been to the, uh, the arena there, and uh, it'll be great to see, I think, uh, the Blues play their first game there tonight. Looking forward to tonight. Blues and Kraken pregame here on 101 ESPN at 8 p.m. this evening. With regards to the team and the team's performance, of course, Monday night had a lot going on with Chris Pronger's number going up into the rafters and the team playing the Predators. And once again, 
coming back, as is the case. They did it against Toronto, just weren't able to close it out and wound up losing that one. But it has been a theme. And you wrote a detailed story uh, this week on The Athletic about it and talked to a variety of people about it. The comeback wins, the team with 14 comeback wins. What In, in all of your questions with, with members of the team and the organization, did you discover as being the common theme for this trait that, sure, it's wonderful during the regular season, but to have that and know that you are capable of it when you go into the Stanley Cup playoffs, that is so advantageous. Uh, so what did you get from talking to the guys that, that led you to the conclusion that this team uh, just never has any doubt that it can come back and win any game? Yeah, I think there's two things, twofold. I think one is that, uh, as Braden Shen said, it's kind of built into the culture. And, and sure, I believe there's probably a lot of teams around the league that probably feel that way. They got a good core group, and you know when things aren't going well, you know they still believe they can win. So the Blues aren't any different in in that regard. But I think this was established over the years, especially uh, 2019 with the Stanley Cup win. You know they were uh, counted out, came back that second half. And then even during the playoffs, there were some situations where it didn't look like they'd be able to come through it. And, and they did. So I think with the, the players that are here now that played on that team, I think, I think that's kind of ingrained, but I think more importantly is the fact that they're, they're so deep and so many different players can score that if you're trailing two to nothing with 36 minutes left to go in the game, why couldn't you believe, why wouldn't you believe that you can come back in that game? I mean, you look at uh, fifth in the league in goal scoring, up over three goals per game. You know, you look at guys like Cairo and Barbashev. Look how deep this group is right now. You're going to have the all-Russian line back together tonight in Seattle. you got Cairo, Thomas, Saad. They're just so deep. And so, to me, the biggest point of these comebacks is, you know, playing better defensively as the game goes along and then getting the goals from such a, a different number of, of players. Jeremy Rutherford with us here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Any questions you may have for him, we'll try to get to as many as we possibly can. Text in 65780. You're always welcome to email me, Tim McKernan, at InsideSTL.com. They announced uh, the schedule changes with the games to be made up that will be used over what was going to be the Olympic break. Anything stand out? I mean, there are a lot of changes there. Of course, it wasn't limited to the Blues. It's all over the place. Anything stand out to you for the Blues specifically with those changes? Not necessarily. You know, they they, they moved that last game that the Blues were going to have before the break started uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks. So your last game will be, I believe, it's on the 29th against the Winnipeg Jets. And then you'll have, what, 10 or 11 days off. And I asked Justin Falk yesterday, you know, what do you think about how it looks now? in the month of February because it's going to get pretty hot and heavy when they come back. And he said, you know what, we're just glad to finally have a resolution, have an answer, know when we're going to play. You know, guys can take their little break for the All-Star game, uh, everybody except for Jordan Cairo, I guess that is. And then, you know, I think they're going to get some time away from the ice. So they're going to play, what is it, 38 games in the final 79 days of the season. So they'll have to be ready uh, when they get back to me. But uh, I think, as Justin Falk said, just glad to know what's going on. And by the way, a guy just walked around his truck about three or four times, so I guess he's just getting his laps in here in the parking lot. <laughs> Step count. I do enjoy this play-by-play we're getting from uh, from Jerry Ruther. All right, I told the people that I would ask questions that they wanted to ask, so I will want to make sure I deliver on said promise. Uh, now, how about this one? I kind of like this. This is go- this is going from a big picture perspective, and maybe you will not want to uh, to share it. Is there a trade? that did not happen over the course of the years you've been covering the team that the Blues fans might not have been aware of that almost happened a la Kevin Brown to the Cardinals. Boy, we're going back on the Kevin Brown to the Cardinals. I think that was like 97 or 8 or maybe 96. I don't know. But uh, that came from the 618. Anything on that, uh, JR? Yeah, there's one that, that I recall, and I've written about it, so I don't know you know, who's heard this story and who's not, but I'll share it, is uh, Keith Kachuk 
and uh, David Perron were to go to Boston for Phil Kessel uh, was the trade. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I talked to Larry Plo about that. Talked to uh, you know who wouldn't say much, and I was like, Larry, that was 15 years ago. I, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> if you sh-. he's like, I'm not saying anything, and I said, yeah, I don't think you're going to let the cat out of the bag here. But uh, but uh, Keith Kachuk, I think he was uh, Big Walt uh, hugging teammates. Uh, we we were uh, heard, we heard, and and thought he was gone. Uh, but that trade did not go through, and and uh, you know for big walt it would have been a big deal obviously to go back home but how about david Perron? you know his story is so well documented the three stints here in uh, st louis and finally winning a stanley cup what if david Perron had gone to boston wow. so that's one of the uh, yeah. trades that, that didn't go through that that sticks out uh let's see uh question oh, i do have another one. Oh, wow one. what do we got yeah, what do yeah, we got another one. Uh, it was uh, T.J. Oshie and Kevin Shattenkirk were going to go to San Jose for Tomas Hurdle and a first-round draft pick, and uh, San Jose nicks that one, and I think that's when uh, the Blues ended up trading Oshie to Washington. Wow. How about that? Man. Yeah, the, the, I would imagine the near trades that go on throughout all of the, the leagues – and if we found out about them in the moment. But Larry Plo doesn't want to talk about it 15 years later, so that's, uh, he really does respect the uh, Omerita. I saw this one when you were in studio with us last week, and we didn't get to it, so it, it's popped back yep. up, and I'll make sure that I ask about it. What would it take to get Chikrin? How likely do you think that trade is to happen? That is from the 314. Yeah, I, I know that that would be a, a good option. He would really help the team. You know, he's under contract for a few more years at a pretty good number. Um, but I don't know that that's the way that Doug Armstrong would lean. I really do think he'd probably go for, you know, somebody like Ben Schrott in Montreal. And, and, you know, if the price is a first-round draft pick, maybe not. But I think the Blues do have some interest in a guy like Schrott who's uh, on an expiring contract. You can bring him in, and he can help out the team this year. You know, that's the other thing. It would be nice to have Chikrin for, you know, three, four more years, you know, his contract and perhaps extend him. But, gosh, you just don't know what's going to happen with Tarasenko, what's going to happen with David Perron? I think if Doug Armstrong could take a run at this year's playoffs with a guy, you know, like Sherratt that you could count on, then maybe he could hit the uh, reset in the offseason. That's not retooling, rebuilding, anything like that. It's just saying, okay, we took our run at it this year. Now what do we do in terms of, you know, some of these bigger contracts like Tarasenko, Perron, uh, so on and so forth? That leads to this next question, which kind of makes me sad, especially with the team playing as well as they've been playing, in particular at home. But uh, this question from the 618, what do you think the Blues rebuild looks like after the championship window closes? Well, you're talking about a couple of years from now, if, if people believe that the window's open right now? I gather so. I don't know. I just read whatever's yeah. in the teleprompter, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm not even thinking that way, but if people want to know about it, I'll ask the question, dude. Yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, I think what they're saying is, you know, Doug Armstrong has said that uh, the championship window was about, you know, five years. They won it, of course, and so that window is, is still open for a couple more years. Things have changed, obviously, since Doug made that comment, but I think we can see on the ice that they're playing well and, and have a chance. You know, I, I think the, the question there is, hey, in a couple, two, three years from now, when some of these guys who are on these seven- and eight-year contracts talking about Braden Shen, Tory Krug, Justin Falk, Jordan Bennington, all those guys – you know, are a couple of years older, what's the team look like at that point? Mm-hmm. And do they do they have to rebuild at that point? You know, those are tough questions to answer just because uh, you don't know how those guys are going to be playing at that point in their careers. This one speaks to the topic that I know you have been asked about. Everybody associated with the team uh, gets asked about quite a bit with how well Huso has played and Bennington's occasional struggles, certainly a highlight uh, recently being Saturday night against the Leafs. Uh, this question also from the 618 uh, area code, JR. Unfair question to ask, but will Army regret the Benner extension in a year? 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that uh, he'll regret it. I guess, you know, time's going to tell on that one. You know, he hasn't been as consistent as you'd hope, especially for a guy that you gave six years to. Uh, you know, I don't know that I'm a big fan of the long-term contract on the goalie. Uh, the Blues have not done that over the years. Uh, you know, it, it just seems seems like it can turn quickly on you. Um, I know that, uh, you know, Jordan Bennington probably could have gone out and, and perhaps gotten more money based on winning a cup and having some really good regular season numbers the, the following couple of years. The Blues got it at a price that they felt comfortable with at six, $6 million. That meant that they had to give them the, the, the six years to kind of make those numbers work. And, you know, it just hasn't been consistent. And then you see – Villa uh, Huso come in and play lights out for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, and it mm. just makes people scratch, scratch their head, Tim. So, uh, to me, I don't know that uh, he'll regret it, but I do think it's a question mark at this point. Uh, and uh, we'll go with a final one here from the three one four. Do we think we can get Matthew Kachuk in the future? Well, uh, for that answer, you'll have to read the Athletic next week. When wow! I Somebody just got better at teasing. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm gonna, we're going to, you know, a year ago, that was the hot topic, right? And uh, things have changed. The Blue Stein, Bitch Nevitz, the Blue Stein side. What kind of money do they have? What's Kachuk's situation up in Calgary? Does it still look like he's going to leave? They're playing well. Things are going well. Has he changed his mind? We're going to try to answer all those questions next week. There it is. And I know we asked you about this, and it just came in, and I'll, I'll wrap with this one. Uh, when are the Blues going to lock down Chief? He better not be going anywhere. I know we talked about it when you were in studio last Friday. It's been seven days. Anything new on that front? No, not that I'm aware of, and like I always say, a press release could come out this afternoon, who knows, but uh, it's just a situation where I know that both sides want to get it done, and it's just coming up with that uh, magic number, and and from what I gather, uh, no one would be opposed to that happening in season. You know, this isn't a situation uh, where it's like a player where, you know, you just don't want the guy thinking about it during the season while he's trying to perform. I think it's different with a coach, so so, uh, we could see it in season, but I would think that as long as, as the numbers could come together, that uh, the Blues would extend uh, Craig Bruby at some point. Blues and Kraken tonight, pregame here on 101 ESPN at 8 p.m. Jeremy Rutherford with us with the Rutherford Report. JR, appreciate it, man. Have a great weekend. Thanks, boys. There he is, Jeremy Thanks, Rutherford Jeremy. here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Coming up on the other side of the commercial break, I want to get into this article in the Post Dispatch this morning regarding uh, Spectrum and the Cardinals and the Blues and the telecast, because it kind of carries over to what we were talking about with baseball and trending downward with younger audiences. So that's coming up on the other side of the break. We're looking forward to that discussion. You're always welcome to participate, just like you did there with the uh, Jeremy Rutherford Rutherford Report by texting in 65780. This Clarkson Jewelers time check. It's 1034 in St. Louis. You're listening to Bloom Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Balloon Party 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. Follow me on Twitter. I'm looking for followers. I never tweet, though, at Tim McKernan. I've decided it's the thing that's going to destroy my career. That or my deviant mind. One or the other. Yeah. But if I share it with people, well, then that's a problem. So I'll just keep my thoughts to myself, except when I'm here on 101 ESPN. Uh, and we welcome you to share your thoughts, 65780. But the reason why I say that is if you ever have a question or if you ever have a request for an introduction to a sponsor, that's how I do it via DM or you can email me, T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. I'm looking forward to this, Jackson. Hmm. Um, come. 
Be My Date. Oh, there we go. Yeah. 101's Championship Bash. A week from Sunday. Going down uh, next week at Helen Fitzgerald's, where I get wingy-wingy quite often. Oh, my. And crinkle cut fries, how do you do? Two orders, please. Thank you. I'm cutting back. I'll only have two orders, if you please, ma'am. Join members of the 101 ESPN crew, Car Shield, and Bud Light for the AFC and NFC Championship Games. Enjoy tons of TVs to watch the games, food and drinks, music, a bunch of giveaways throughout the day, including a grill, jerseys, tickets, and more. The Bash kicks off at noon with a live pregame show leading up to kickoff at 2 p.m. We hope to see you next Sunday at Helen Fitzgerald's for this year's Champ Bash, brought to you by Car Shield. And by Bud Light. All right, this is this is one of those topics where I, I could go for an hour and a half. I really could. Mm. It gets me going because it ties into everything. And if you're a regular listener of uh, Balloon Party, you've heard me talking about a decreased interest or apathy. Take your pick. I think apathy is a little more dangerous than a decreased interest, as Dan McLaughlin and I were talking about yesterday in baseball. And a uh, story this morning in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch regarding the situation with Bally Sports Midwest and um, cable provider Charter now doing business as Spectrum and the deal between Charter, we'll call it Charter for the purpose of this discussion, Charter slash Spectrum, uh, and Sinclair Broadcasting, which is the owner-operator now of Bally Sports Midwest, uh, expires on March 31st, opening day for the Cardinals, although that uh, is certainly up in the air at this moment with the, the work stoppage. The Blues will be going into the final month of the regular season, then, of course, the playoffs. That's that's that's... That all all hell could break loose if, if you have this situation going on here. Now, I am a YouTube TV guy. What are you? Uh, I use the app, but like uh, no, I'm talking all... about like when you're watching television at home. Yeah. I didn't anticipate it being a difficult question to answer. I thought, what color is your shirt today? My shirt is black. Thank right. you. But it looks like I've thrown you a breaking ball. What do I get? So I'm in a weird position. I don't have cable or that. So I use my parents' login for all these apps. Oh my God! You're admitting to a crime on the air. And now I understand why you were hesitant. Now I understand. The law will be at the door any moment for you. Come and get me. (laughs) Now I understand why you stumbled over. (laughs) How do you watch TV? (laughs) By the way, the Sports Center update was flawless. Thank you. Thank you. Back to back days. Uh, The answer on the standard question of how do you watch television, unfortunately, absolute disaster. (laughs) And on top of it, you implicated yourself. Uh, So I'm a YouTube TV person, which means, you know, getting getting access has been a whole thing. Um, I have found ways around it, but I will not be answering any questions, so I do not have to be under investigation like Jackson will be. Yeah, well. But it's a whole thing. <laughs> uh, so, and if you have Hulu, it's a whole thing. Uh, same deal with uh, Sling TV, and then Dish uh, Network subscribers have been out in the cold for a couple of years. So this deal is up on March 31st. Uh, in the Post-Dispatch, Dan Caesar writes, Such contract talks in normal situations throughout the industry often are resolved before the deadline or after a short period in which either an extension is granted while negotiations continue or programming is pulled for a few days as the sides dig in. But Sinclair has a history of drawing a firm line in terms of how much it demands to be paid by program carriers for channels such as Bally Sports Midwest and is not afraid to hold firm for long periods. For example, Sinclair Sports Networks have been off of Dish Network for more than two years, two years, 
And some other programming providers also now are not carrying Sinclair Sports Channels. And that list includes Hulu Live, Fubu TV, uh, Fubo TV, Sling TV, and uh, YouTube TV. And then goes into how there can be streaming for baseball, but only for direct-to-consumer rights franchises, and the Cardinals are not one of those. The Royals, Marlins, Tigers, and Brewers are the four. Yes, they must have been drafting last. <laughs> uh, now, they are talking about, with the NHL and NBA, creating um, essentially on-demand programming. Right, streaming services. Yes. Yeah. But they can't do that with baseball, except with those direct-to-consumer ones. So if you if you want to sit back and watch a Marlins or Royals game, you'll be able to do it. If you want to watch the Cardinals, if this falls through, I don't know where you're going to watch them. And the Cardinals are in year five of this 15-year, $1 billion-plus TV deal that is entering its fifth season. Uh, Dan Caesar of the Post-Dispatch writes, the Cardinals have little, if any, control over this situation. So here you have the NHL and the NBA, both of which trending younger than Major League Baseball, which gets back to our discussion from uh, the last couple of days. And the way people access content. Now, I realize we, we we have a a diverse age listenership on uh in in st louis sports and so you know some people might not watch on their phones but for a lot of people at this point they watch games on their phones and or just get highlights on their phones well if you can't watch on your television your television forget about the phone your television my goodness and here's the thing that i think was that has to be even though i would imagine they would never talk about it most concerning for not just baseball, but we're talking about the Cardinals here, so I'll be specific with the Cardinals, but for sports in general, not just baseball, but Cardinals and baseball, we'll focus on that, is that I think a lot of people, when this wound up happening uh, with the games not being available, went, you know what? I kind of don't miss it that much. I thought I'd miss it, but I kind of don't miss it that much. If they would create an option, and I know a lot of people go, I'm not paying more. I don't mean paying for my cable or satellite or YouTube TV or whatever. I'm not paying for an app. I know I personally would. If I could just click an app and watch any spot, I mean, I'd do it with watching the PGA Tour. Right. I would do it uh, oftentimes when I, I was out of town, and I'd get the, what is the app, MLB at bat, I think it is, or I don't know. Whatever. Extra innings. Extra innings, that's what it is, yeah. yeah. And so I'd watch Cardinals games when I'd be in, in Jupiter, uh, and uh, that's the way that I would watch them. And I loved it. The convenience was wonderful. But these blackout regulations are so antiquated. And if anything, you want to be to the, f- the first one to the party when it comes to technology. And if it fails, it fails. You Now, what you do is you don't lose the platform that everybody is comfortable using. But what you try to do is integrate the new technology and find if people like it, and then slowly move people over to the new platform, which most likely will cost less, and then potentially expand, cast a wider net for your audience. Baseball's doing the complete opposite thing here. They haven't moved to the new technology, and on top of it, they are losing viewers on the base technology, which in this case in St. Louis is cable. And if you have, and, and then by the way, that, that's, all, that's already gone on, but if you have a situation where they don't get this worked out by March 31st, well, now you've lost what is 90% of the St. Louis subscribers are on Charter Spectrum. 
And, and 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 that's one thing for the Cardinals. And if you have Blues playoffs game, which, which you know yeah, first round for sure, take take it back to that uh, Winnipeg series in 2019. That isn't on wherever it would be uh, on on cable, like the Stanley Cups on NBC back in the day when NBC was carrying it. This is this is John Kelly and Darren Pang. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? This is now. Listen, this is this is kind of like the baseball work stoppage thing. I want to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Be wonderful if I'm wrong. But based on the track record that we cited, this isn't this isn't this wouldn't be unprecedented. We were talking about Dishnet. We're talking about YouTube TV. We're talking about Hulu. There is a track record with Sinclair and the way that they do things, and they dig in. The Dishnet thing's been going on two years. The YouTube TV thing. I'm a subscriber to YouTube TV. That's been going on for a while as well. A year, I think. A year plus, I think. Uh, so, premise being this, if this this is one of those stories that on January 20th, 21st, eh, I don't know, I mean, it'll get worked out. But here is why I'm saying this is a this is something to keep an eye on. Because we've seen what's happened with DishNet, we've seen what's happened with YouTube TV, we've seen what's happened with Hulu. And if that winds up going on with Charter and the vast majority of the population in St. Louis... Charter subscribers. That's how they get their their Cardinal baseball and their Blues hockey, and that's out. You've got a you've got a situation that that the, the Cardinals and Blues will have to tend to immediately. Even though it's not their thing, they will have to tend to it because all hell will break loose. In general, baseball overall, which would be ideally a byproduct of whatever they come to an agreement on, whenever they come to an agreement on with the work stoppage, tends to this issue as it is. One of those things being the blackout restrictions. If somebody wants to watch a baseball game at this point, and especially somebody who is 18, and the idea of sitting down and watching a television is a foreign concept to them, they could be able to watch it on their phone if they really wanted to. And their parents text them and go, hey, the Cardinals are tied in the bottom of the ninth with the Cubs, and they're out, but they can just click on their phone and watch it. That's how the game should be accessible, because that's how sports are now accessible, and that's how younger people access content. How do your friends watch content the most, Jackson? I already know the answer, but I'll go ahead and set it up like I'm like I don't know. Well, it's clips on social media. Yeah, YouTube. That's the go-to, right? YouTube or yeah, Instagram, Twitter. So that's the way that it works. The idea of sitting and watching television and watching live television for younger people, you're yeah. 23 years old. It's just not the way that it works. Well, baseball may lose an older audience, but also is not appealing to a younger audience, and that is a core issue with the game. All right, it is 10:52. This time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. On the other side of it, Jackson, deep tease the Chris Kerber production that you are going to call So What's Your Grandma Think? Right. Uh, Last night we got a good one. Oh yeah, this is a very... Very good one. Memphis lost to SMU in basketball last night, and we got a little bit of audio from uh, the post-game press conference. Penny Hardaway not pleased. It's what Chris Kerber dreamed of when he brought up this segment idea on Tuesday so far. Delivering, you'll hear it next here on Balloon Party. This is 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Balloon Party. Tim McKernan with you. Chris Kerber came up with the idea. Awful media questions that lead to coaches, players being angry as all get out. We got it last night in Memphis. Here's Penny Hardaway responding to a question asking about his team's performance last night. Penny, have you ever lost faith that you can get this done? At Memphis? Yeah. In the first half like that, when it's unfolding, is there... Is it embarrassing and... I think the one thing I can say to this media, because this media gets kind of up sometimes when it comes to me, we don't have our full roster. Y'all know we don't have our full roster. 
Stop asking me stupid questions about if I feel like I can do something. If I had my roster like they did, then I feel like I can do whatever I want to do. I'm coaching really hard. My boys are playing really hard. I'm not embarrassed about nothing. We have four freshmen starting. Y'all need to act like it. Act like we got 17, 18, 19 year olds out here trying to learn how to play against 22, 23, and 24 year old guys. Come on, man. Stop disrespecting me, bro. Like, don't do that. I work too hard. I work way too hard for that. Y'all write all these bull articles about me, and all I do is work. We got young kids on the floor. They got young kids on the floor. There it is. One cent. <laughs> Penny, not pleased with the query. No. And then and then right after it, by the way, uh, a gentleman goes, so you got Tulsa coming up this weekend. Coach, quick turnaround. <laughs> and he just kept saying, uh, it was like a one-minute question after he was so scared. Oh, my goodness. All right, BK and Ferrari are coming up next. They are live from Centene. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. Have a wonderful weekend. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.